Welcome all to the Daily Crawl podcast. All right, are you uh, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, man. And we are recording. And let's see what happens when I do this. Okay, one more time, man. Here we go. You want to kick off with the introduction? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, let's see what happens now. The Daily Crawl. Okay, well, welcome everyone to our uh, season one year end review episode. Uh, it's going to be a recap of our first season of the podcast. And uh, so it's going to be a little bit different today. And what we're going to do is uh, there will be no story. We're going to do a review of season one of the Daily Crawl. Uh, Carl and I are going to share some of our thoughts, uh, inspiration, what we learned, what's working, um, our favorite moments and stories. And we're going to discuss what we have planned for the future and the new season. Uh, then we're going to wrap up with an expanded listener feedback section. We got a lot of feedback and uh, reflections on season one from our users. Yeah, we have a lot of good feedback. So I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to take a look back. It's been, uh, it's been fun so far for sure. So we have, Courtney, we have a list of topics um, that you and I came up with and took notes on our thoughts here. So why don't I kick it off and start out by s- sort of exploring why we started the podcast, what inspired us to, to start this? Yeah, man. I mean, I think here, here it is, man. We, we basically have these conversations anyway. I mean, that's it. Exactly. This is what we do when we're talking. We thought it might be fun, right. To, to share them, you know, uh, thought it might be, might be fun to do. Honestly, we probably uh, left our own devices or on our own could go into even more detail <laughs> and more, um, you know, thought experience or, or down different theoretical roads with some of these stories and characters. But, um, I think we, we've tried to dial in on what we think works in a podcast format in terms of, you know, how far, how far off road we go. And, uh, yeah, like Courtney said, uh, similar to our normal conversations that we often have, uh, based on what we're seeing at various work situations. And then I think we also both had thought about different podcast formats that we might be interested in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I and, and I think it was a great creative outlet. I mean, it certainly kind of helped me through 2020, but also inspired me to get a little more creative. So, so it was cool. Um, okay, uh, Carl, what we've learned along the way, and with that is what we've changed or improved. It's a hobby podcast, so we've learned some things. We tweaked the show. You may have noticed if you're a regular listener that we've changed the way we do transitions a little bit, tried to get tighter with the pacing, the structure, the rhythm. I think it's gotten better. Um, And in fact, I think by hopefully the fourth, fifth or sixth episode, you know, we, we had a, we were in a, in a much, I felt like a much more comfortable rhythm. Oh yeah, Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, We we really kind of got the ability to, get our pace better, but, but still kind of maintain, right. The banter. So that improved for sure. 
Another thing uh, that another topic, Courtney, that I actually think about sometimes, and the question's been raised to me, is as we look forward, do we have enough stories to keep going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think about this, but actually, man, there's so many more stories to tell. Um, I mean, even focusing on just funny, crazy stories and avoiding sad or mean stories, right? I mean, there's a lot of stories that certainly wouldn't probably be fun to listen to on a podcast. I mean, the list is long. I mean, it's really long. I mean, we we have, yeah, we already have next season's list, right? Um, okay, so call another topic uh, that we have here. What uh, what do we think has been has has been working? And uh, how successful has the show been? We, we, we get this question. I mean, how's it really going? You know, being new to this, to be honest, not sure exactly what the expectation was. And, and I'll tell you that, you know, I listened to a number of podcasts. I listened to a number of personalities on YouTube. And um, somebody mentioned on one of these one time when they were asked this question, the way they thought about it was if they, you know, had a party or get together with people of similar interest in, in had, you know, 50 people show up at their house, they would consider that, you know, a massive success that that would be fun for them. That would be worthwhile. Right. So uh, this is a hobby thing, but we've had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of downloads. So we mm -hmm. have a good number of listeners. We're pretty happy with that. And we have a good feedback loop so far. So uh, the feedback loop has helped us improve certainly, and, and certainly motivated us. So, you know, along those lines of, you know, how has the show been going? Here are some maybe interesting sort of highlights or stats. Our most downloaded episode was episode six, the sloppy drug test, <laughs> which is interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was, I think we got a lot of good feedback, a lot of, you know, uh, positive feedback about yeah. that episode. I don't know if it's the tags that we used that people might search on or, or what, but that one mm -hmm. got the most downloads. And then from a regional standpoint, by far the most downloads we're getting is from the U.S. And our top five states are Texas, California, Connecticut, Tennessee, and Washington. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a listeners from around the world with Australia being, uh, aside from the U.S., Australia being where the second uh, most downloads come from. It shows every working everywhere is crazy, right? I mean, that, I think that's so. what you, right? I mean, it's nuts everywhere, man. Okay, so so something else is, uh, what do we plan for the future of the podcast? Yeah, so as we look ahead, uh, I definitely want to see us grow the audience a little bit more. We also want to introduce some guest stories. We oh, certainly yeah. know <laughs> many people that uh, have funny stories and also try some new things. Try some new things. You know, I'll tell you that the hand plunger story was something I originally hadn't considered for this podcast. And I sort of mentioned in, that in the episode that yeah, it, it, I was, I think I was constraining my thoughts to being in a, in a cubicle office type environment or, or, you know, a right. office type environment and the hand plunger, I think has, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on the hand plunger. So I think, <laughs> I mean, I think that that story and it's sort of, it's like, we kind of had that rule unwritten rule where we're like, Hey, we're going to avoid any pre-professional, however you feel like defining that, right, kind of jobs, just because of, you noted it in the episode, the insanity uh, that comes with a lot of, you know, 
<laughs> a lot of those jobs we have back in the day. But man, that that episode was outstanding, and I think broadening the episode qualifications. I mean, it, it opens up a whole a whole nother repertoire of uh, you know of stories. <laughs> we have to test them out and see, but but yeah, yeah, it was a great test. So I think that's kind of a reflection of of the show itself. Let's get into maybe some of the topics. And so, Courtney, I'll start with you know, I'll ask you first here. What was your favorite episode of season one? Oh, office space cruelty, hands down. You man, you cannot find a better example of institutionalized. Um, uh, a sadism man ever. I, I love that episode. I've listened to it multiple times. I, I, I love everything about it. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. That's funny. You know, I, I, th- I, I mean, I love the story itself. Cause I was, I was right there and involved in it. What's <laughs> nice about that. We didn't really mention this. It might be worth noting some of the stories that we tell Courtney and I have already potentially shared with one another. And some of them we haven't. <laughs> and this and, so that one, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that one I had never shared with you before. No, dude, I'd never heard it before. So I, I, I was, I don't know, man. I, I was just excitedly appalled uh, time and time again. So it, it, I don't, it was outstanding. It, 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 was, it was a great, outstanding, it was a great shock. So I loved it. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we mentioned, like, we've got a list of things for season two, if if we have something on there that we haven't shared with each other, we're not we're not sharing it ahead of time. We're like we're not sharing the details. So yeah, absolutely. That 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 works so well that 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 we just we got to keep that going. I I, lo- I love that. I love it when you when you surprise me with something like that. So yeah. Cool. So, so my favorite was Abs of Steel, um, <laughs> and you know I include. I include the feedback conversations we've had uh, from that show as well. So, I mean, just the whole idea of it's absurd. Um, yeah. And then the, the betting, the, the signs, I think, are just the icing on the cake. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just the idea that the signs are a, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't do anything positive, didn't resolve anything. In fact, more than anything, uh, yeah, we showed them to people. Yeah, you, there were trophies. So the signs were completely ridiculous. And then uh, I think it was Spike from California, who, you know, is one of our great feedback uh, listeners, asked about, uh, <laughs> you know, did anybody ever settle the bet? And you you mentioned that, yeah, they, they, they settled the bet while the ambulance was on the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's, it's the way it worked. I mean, the, the two things were not connected. No. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Potentially seriously hurt, which he wasn't seriously hurt, which which makes the story work. I mean, obviously, if if he had gotten seriously hurt, the story would. Oh work. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so so everybody made it through. He had bragging rights, an excellent bruise. Life was good. Pool balls are only for the pool table. Everything. Was good. <laughs> All right. So uh, going on to the next topic here, episodes that surprised you the most. <laughs> the hand plunger, man. <laughs> I, oh man, I think I think like um there was instantly it was like the worst idea, right? Like I mean it was like 
what surprised me was just that that's where the that's where the first solution went right i mean you you started with hey man the toilet's clogged and i don't know i guess you know we tried to plunger or maybe they looked at the toilet and they're like man you know no way a plunger is going to work and then the next idea was <laughs> was to get the wholly insufficient gloves from the kitchen aisle and just start rooting around in there and i think that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that told, I had to like, I had to like process that when you told me that. I'm like, wait a minute, because the first thing I thought was like, oh, okay, kitchen gloves. And then the first, the first thing was, man, they're not very long. <laughs> <laughs> that totally surprised me, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know that we've gotten a lot of response from that one. Uh, <laughs> strong response. I, I was thinking about this later. This, you know, what's interesting is the stakes were very high in terms of what could go wrong. Like it, short of, of, of somebody being physically harmed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could argue there was, there was certainly harm to be had, but I mean, just the stakes were so, were so strange maybe is another way to put it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, why, you know, why, why would you ask somebody to, you know, there's so many things about that story that just of why, yeah. <laughs> why would you think that's a good idea? So for me, actually, the one that surprised me the most it was the first holiday party story, the angry holiday story. And oh. Just because I, I, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I, that's something <laughs> I cannot even imagine happening, yeah. being allowed to happen. People's reaction to that is, is, was completely surprising to me. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, you were the stranger in the strange world kind of a thing where you're looking at everybody like every, every action and reaction was unexpected to me in that story. And, 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 uh, okay. So absolutely. Uh, And remember that was kind of my first professional job, right. Ever. Yeah. So that pretty much, I, I, man, I worked there for years and, and that was by far far not the weirdest thing to happen let me just say it it set the bar for um i don't know man weird, weird situations at work <laughs> right here we go uh, for okay carl uh who is the most dangerous or disturbing person of season one the most dangerous or disturbing person i think i was gonna say the oversharing job applicant um because okay. of the potential danger, like this person gave you a peek into, into their world. But I think I'll go with the hand sniffer. I, I just, <laughs> Ew, man, me, me too. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know that we need to explain that. I know. And man, I thought about that for this, this, this question I had to really think about this one, right? Because I was like, okay, there's quite a cast of people, right, to to think about. I, 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 yeah, I came back to, yeah, yeah, that definitely was it. Definitely not someone you'd want uh, to accidentally shake their hand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so here we go, man. Who for you was the least dangerous or disturbing person of season one? You know, I, I enjoyed the story immensely. I, I thought it was was fitting and, and right on, uh, right on sort of topic. 
but I'm going to say the least disturbing person or least dangerous person was the queso chugger from episode 13. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. You know, he, he, he did it for bragging rights. And I think that uh, it sounded like a fun loving person, harmless, probably uh, <laughs> could have thought through that one a little bit more uh, potentially. Uh, I don't know him. I never knew him, of course, but I'm willing to bet Today, he probably doesn't see that as, as anything regrettable. Oh, no. No, I, he doesn't. Um, and, 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 yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think so, too. I think the queso charger probably was least dangerous, least disturbing. But, but I'll tell you, like, someone, maybe it's not in this category, in a pinch, though, for me, was, um, man, the, was, was, was the drug test guy. I, 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 hmm. I, you know, it wasn't really... It's fun loving guy having a good time. Had to get creative at the last moment. Took care of business, man. I I I I think that uh <laughs> I don't know. I have I have props for him. Maybe they're not the least dangerous or disturbing, but but I have I have respect for that reaction, I guess, is where I'm where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think he would yeah, he, he's certainly in in that conversation. <laughs> Okay, now let's review some of our listener feedback. And let's start with sort of recent listener feedback from recent episodes, catch up on that. And first we have Spike from California wrote in. And about episode 13, the queso, queso plug episode, <laughs> Spike says, I think it's the only episode where I have nothing but admiration for the subject of the tale. 64 ounces is a lot, even if it was just water. Yeah. But to do that with queso is insane. Yeah. Uh, my hat is off to him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Spike. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was quite quite a feat to witness, I can assure you. He goes on to say, hopefully to this day, he's proud of himself for that moment. <laughs> it was a seemingly impossible task. Yeah, yeah, I, I dumbstruck. Uh, that it that it happened indeed, and then Spike goes uh, gives feedback on episode fourteen, the arcade outing. He says, "I'm with team team Andrew all the way." Uh, just to remind you that uh, Andrew was the character who was intent on seeing that Dennis's high score on Ms. Pac-Man was beaten. <laughs> Spike goes on, "I don't know either of the guys, but the last thing Dennis needed was something else to feed his <laughs> smugness." Man. So true. And then Spike uh, wrote in about the holiday parties. Holy cow. Thinking <laughs> on the Christmas party episode, how hard, even if unintentional, did Courtney's media company have to work <laughs> to establish that environment? It would have... It's hard to... It's, it's a great example of just how much nonstop pressure and stress... In a in a pre healthy work environment world, can can affect it. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's I I actually didn't know how that story would resonate. So so that was another experiment for me. We we got a lot of good feedback about it. So I'm actually going to explore some other stories from there, and I think they'll 
<laughs> they'll help to talk a little bit about the environment. And maybe you can view it holistically. Let's say it that way. It's interesting because, you know, given the time frame, because it, it was a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly people's ideas about collaboration and inclusion and um, trying to, to get the most out of a workforce, uh, the mindset was very different today <laughs> than, than it was back then. It may not be fair to say some of that behavior was acceptable back then, but it was unfortunately accepted back then. Yeah, I can definitely turn that volume knob up. So, so I, I've got one in the hopper where we'll we'll, we'll do a test and we'll see um, we'll, we'll see how far uh, uh, <laughs> that, that place can can stretch everybody's enjoyment. All right, um, Spike goes on. It would have almost been more normal if people had gotten excited or fun to dish about the fight and drama. The fact that it didn't even move the needle <laughs> makes it that much more twisted. That is correct. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. All right. Thanks, Spike. So Dubbo61 writes in on holiday parties. Uh, Dubbo61 says, another great episode. Thanks for the bonus with this episode. Courtney, the fight sounds like it was more than just letting off steam. And for everyone to just ignore it, oh my goodness. You're right. Being older is different than being an adult. <laughs> Double 61 goes on, Carl, never underestimate the power of a holiday crowd to go rogue. And then Dubbo 61 ends, really enjoyed the music with this episode, referring to the holiday party. So yeah, thanks man. for noticing. Yeah, very nice. Okay, so let's move on to some feedback we received on just the overall season. Uh, you know, just this is feedback about the overall podcast, and um, we asked uh, our active listeners to share some thoughts. So um, I'm going to kick off uh, season one feedback with a mainstay, Spike from California. And uh, he wrote in with some reflections. So here we go. Favorite episode. That's nearly impossible. It is really a toss up between office space cruelty and the food thief. (laughs) Uh, But I'll have to go with office space cruelty I totally agree. Uh, Such a bizarre, (laughs) zealous clinging to the reward system gives it the slight edge. I totally agree with Spike on this one. It's just a beautiful story. Um, (laughs) uh, Spike goes on. Most dangerous or disturbing person. (laughs) Another near impossible choice with so many to choose from. Oh, I'll have to say uh, it's Jerry the Hand Sniffer. Uh, and that's only because some folks like John from episode 10, the guy with a strange interest in taking pictures of pregnant women are so disturbing. I can't really put them in the mostly harmless category. Uh, yeah, unfortunately that, that is a true statement. Uh, let's see. Spike goes on to say, uh, the guy is just wrong on so many levels and might actually be a real threat to people. Uh, Spike, least dangerous is absolutely Fred the Queso Chugger from episode 13. The guy is not only least dangerous, uh, as he said, and, uh, you know, he should admire himself. Here we go. Uh, Spike is just a little more. If I could give out an award for most unsung hero, it would be the HR person from Tabs of Steel Queso Plug Company. I, I agree. Uh, to have and to try to deal with that stuff at the behest of a passively unsupportive management team um, is a Herculean task. 
uh, and the vastly understated responses that came out in the form of signs in the rec room or kitchen are some of my favorite moments. Yeah, and I think I actually have some stories, uh, uh, Spike, that will um, change that word passively uh, in <laughs> unsupported management. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the HR person just, I, I can only bet at the time didn't get enough credit for the patience it must have taken. I don't know who physically put up the sign, if she did or, or she watched somebody <laughs> put up the sign, but that had to almost be a sad moment where the futility of the resolution just had to just soak over her. Yeah. If I remember correctly, she, she put them up, you know, that was kind of like, uh, today we would say, let's put a pin in it. Oh, she'd like, okay, man, let's put that up there and let's think about it. Okay. Spike goes on. One more thing about the show in general is that I am surprised how much less objective common sense is than I had imagined. Most of the people have unique oddities, but almost all of them are unaware of how odd their behavior is. Even if they are aware, they don't grasp the degree of how inappropriate or offbeat their actions are. But in the end, I'm so happy for it because it brings me these huge amounts of joy and entertainment. Uh, at least once I get past the initial shock or horror. Thank you, Spike. Well said. Yeah, well said. Okay, Dub 61 wrote in on season one. Looking forward to next year's podcasts. Food Thief made me laugh, but it was so true of people uh, working close together. The corporate pedicure and bathroom breakfast uh, grossed me out, um, but did not surprise. Uh, the hardest one to listen to was Abs of Steel. That was completely absorbed and so drunk college stud that it gave me the shivers. Thank goodness he was not more seriously injured. God bless the HR woman at that firm, a flying pool ball and queso. Uh, checking what a staff. I bet the signs on the wall were great. For us, they were hilarious. Uh, to Carl's point, probably having to put them up was sad indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, keep sharing, and I will keep listening. And Dubbo uh, 61 from their little slice of heaven in East Texas. Thank you. I'll continue on with feedback on season one here. Roan in Nashville wrote us. Roan has written in before as well. Mm -hmm. Favorite episode, Office Space Cruelty. The head games those executives played with their staff to maintain their <laughs> office hierarchy made for a highly entertaining and hilarious story. Oh, I told you, Carl. It's, it's, it was a masterpiece. Roan notes most disturbing, the hand sniffer. <laughs> I'll never get some of those mental images out of my head. Me either, Roan. I, I think, yeah, I think that's what was so effective and lasting about that is we can all imagine the presentation in front of an, you know group of people in a conference room, visually the behavior that the hands never went through. <laughs> and we can all imagine people with sort of habits or tics that aren't aware of those happening. Yeah. That's just, I, I can just see it. I, don't, I have no idea what the hands never looks like, but I can just see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll never forget. Least disturbing the bar fight interview. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think everyone walked away, you know, relatively unscathed. It was, a, it was a nice, nice, nice touch of awkwardness, though. And then Roan finishes up. Bonus tidbit. I enjoyed the candid discussion about the just completed story at the closing theme song as the closing theme song plays. Like listening to news anchors on a hot mic at the end of a local news broadcast. Thank you. Ron. Thanks for uh, noticing that part. And thanks. Uh, Ran writes in. Congrats. 
Hi, Carl and Courtney. Congratulations on the first season of the podcast. I love the show and find each episode entertaining in its own way. But I think the story that has stuck with me the longest is the one about the person whose view of the window was blocked because although a cubicle with a view was the only space available, he hadn't yet earned the window space. Beautiful mixture of heartbreak and hilariousness that might have a good scene, might have made a good scene in the movie Brazil. That's a great one. I also truly enjoyed the story of the throwing a pool ball as hard as one could at somebody's abs just to see what happens. Made me nostalgic for my own youth. Uh, Keep up the good work, Ran. Nice. Yes. Then we hear from uh, listener Basque from Houston. Basque has written in, I think my fave was a toss-up between the two stories of the place Courtney worked, where they threw up signs for stupidity. (laughs) The signage aspect was awesome. I also really loved Office Space Coolity, where the guy had obstructed view due to his his tenure. I think the most dangerous person was the non-hand washer. That's fair. I I think that's fair, too. There's some of these things that that person has done. (laughs) Exactly. The least of their crimes was not washing their hands. Exactly. Uh, Bass says, least dangerous, not sure. Maybe the obstructed view dude, he took that stuff (laughs) and didn't do a thing. Weakness. (laughs) Yeah, man. It was trained. That's what what made that story... This is so awesome for me that no one cared, man, except for you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, they just rolled over. And then we have um, some feedback. Actually, this is, this is uh, first time from Miles, age 16. Favorite episode, drug test. I can see that. Most dangerous, drinking queso guy. <laughs> His power level is very high. <laughs> I like that perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's a feat of strength, for sure. He Most Dangerous also included no hand-washing guy. People like him are the reason the pandemic is spreading. <laughs> I, I feel fairly sure that he is not in any way, shape, or form helping. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm certain of that. Uh, and then Miles says, least dangerous, kolachi and restroom. He is just a glitched out video game character. Yeah, I mean, really only dangerous to himself and the horror that everyone around him had to had the process. But I could see that. Okay, uh, next one is from Otter Stew. Uh, and this one is a lot of feedback here. So we got a lot of good feedback. Here we go. Uh, a couple of connection points, reflections, and stories. Corporate pedicure. I've never trimmed my toenails at the office. Ever since listening to this episode, I have a new mild concern about how I manage this process, even when I'm in my own bathroom or bedroom. I'm tidy as always, but I wonder who is going to get freaked out. So far, nobody has come by to give me trouble. Food thief. Not in a professional environment. Uh, meaning this happened to them. They had a roommate in an apartment in college who would steal my Oscar Mayer hot dogs and then persistently lie about it. In addition to uh, his occasional <laughs> meal of stolen hot dogs, he would muscle man powder with orange juice. Oh, uh, along with an entire loaf of white bread. 
All right, man. Other times he would microwave exactly seven potatoes topped with mozzarella cheese. Wow. Nice. Um, You know, the fact that otters do specifically write seven, I mean, it must have been a ritual for this, uh, this roommate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's a recurring activity. Uh, Outstanding. Okay. Uh, Otters do continues. Uh, at an office where I worked on a college campus, there was a man who kept stealing my cans of Dr. Pepper from the refrigerator. I was new there and didn't know what to do. He also left tobacco spit cans, often from my lost Dr. Peppers, and tobacco residue of all sorts around the various office. Ugh, that's kind of oh, disgusting. Yuck, man. Uh, he rolled his own cigarettes on the go and, <laughs> and let uh, loose pieces fall where they may. Uh, it was stated as a smoke-free environment. <laughs> wow, what a character. Uh, stealing Dr. Pepper, chewing tobacco, rolling their own cigarettes. Okay, smoke-free environment. Um, I was told by the manager that this Dr. Pepper stealing chain smoker was too valuable of an employee to complain about his actions. All, okay. all right. Um, he was an electrical engineer, and he kept the uh, extensive media systems going. For a large university department, my complaints were irrelevant, and she would always side with the engineer. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a mark for a guest story maybe right there. There may be something really in there to dig into. Uh, Otter Stu continues, favorite episode of season one, Office Space Cruelty and Hand Plunger. Absolutely. Most dangerous or disturbing person, unsettling interview. <laughs> yeah, I know. That guy likely had deeper issues than what was expressed in the interview. Uh, I continue to find si- situations where the expressed or exposed issue is just a tiny glimpse of something very bad. Could be. Yeah, that, that, that story, well, that guy was creepy uh, right on, uh, very much so. Uh, goes on to say, least dangerous or disturbing person, abs of steel. Uh, he's generally just going to hurt himself. Truth. That's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. And this episode uh, reminded me of a guy who lived down the hall from me at college. Again, not an office uh, and uh, not equal. Anyway, he was jovial yet intense about things and often foolish. One time he put signs around the dorm promoting his 20th birthday. Free beer at the party. Uh, He must have forgotten the drinking age. It changed to 21. Yeah, that's a that's a oops. <laughs> nice. Another time, he was angry at the universe that the university had taken off the old high powered shower heads in the hall restroom and had replaced them with new water saving shower heads. In his anger, he in a sense beat up the new shower head and broke his hand in the process. Uh, he could only laugh about it. Well, wow. wow. Again, college, though, right? To your point earlier, it's kind of a, <laughs> a very, very so what environment. Yeah, yeah, it, it does sound like a like a kindred spirit of abs of steel guy. Mm-hmm. All right, finishing up listener feedback from season one. Wolfgang from East Dallas writes in, not since the debut of Laverne and Shirley on ABC in 1976 has a new show heralded such universal praise. Carl and Courtney came out swinging like a blue-ringed octopus wielding sledgehammers. Ah. And eat your listeners were the willing pork cutlets 
eager to be tenderized and fried into schnitzel. Wow, man. That, that, is, that is a great sentence. <laughs> it goes on. While beleaguered employees across the world wondered how they would climb the corporate jungle gym as they worked from home and made TP runs to Walmart, <laughs> the Daily Crawl dynamic duo rocked Wall Street and liberated Main Street as they showed us what really matters in the working world. Hijinks. Yes, thanks to these two American heroes, workers everywhere are now eating breakfast on the john, clipping toenails wherever they please, and peeing in Ziploc plastic bags. <laughs> Perhaps the pinnacle of the wisdom came when they taught us to give pause before shoving our gloved hand <laughs> elbow deep into a toilet bowl's brown <laughs> stew. Oh, man. <laughs> True. A modern-day Linian Squiggy, Carl and Courtney have opened eyes, stolen hearts, and boosted brain power. Thanks to them, when the corporate world returns to the office, we will all be as ready as a raccoon in a rubber raincoat with abs of steel and a dirty handshake. Wow, very nice, Wolfgang. Thank you. Yeah, well put. I, I, I don't think I can uh, add anything to that. No. And finally, uh, to sum up the feedback, we have a listener, James, who's two and a half years old. So James's parents wrote in to let us know he enjoys the show and screams podcast when they put it on. <laughs> Outstanding. So thank you. Our youngest fan, I think. I, 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 I would bet so. So thank yeah, you. I, I think so. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, providing feedback. That was fun. I, we really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you taking time to uh, share your thoughts on season one. Absolutely. And uh, remember, uh, you can find all of our past episodes on Apple Podcasts uh, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for joining. Until next time, you are not alone. So we can just claim that was our plan the whole time. Right on. <laughs> man, muscle man powder with orange juice. And an entire loaf of white bread, man. That is some, like, crazy late 80s workout. Uh, man, there's no tetanus shot that would make me happy. <laughs> After having a glove full of someone else's fecal matter on my hand. Oh.